Hi, and welcome to the Commuter Week podcast hosted by Mosaic, by, for, and with commuter students. This is our first time doing a podcast like this, but this is also the first event that is kicking off our Commuter Appreciation Week. Commuter Appreciation Week is four days of programming, this week focused all on commuter students. This podcast kicks the week off, followed by a Tuesday showing of Spider-Man No Way Home on Tower Lawn from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. There will be popcorn and Kona ice. You can bring your children and little siblings. They're all welcome. Wednesday, April 13th, there will be a free mini farmer's market for any student with a tower card. We'll be giving away free produce and groceries. Thursday, April 14th, on Tower Lawn from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. is Throwback Thursday. There will be free food. You can relax in a hammock, play games, and do crafts. Commuter Appreciation Week is brought to you by Student Involvement in collaboration with Associated Students Transportation Solutions, Mosaic Cross-Cultural Center, Peer Connections, and the Student Union. Thank you everyone for being here today. My name is Alexis Gracier. I use she, her, and hers pronouns. I am the Leadership Development Coordinator in the Office of Student Involvement, and this is our Commuter Week podcast. Hello everyone, my name is Alan Nguyen. I go by he, him, his. I'm currently a fourth year major in business with an MIS program, that's Management Information Systems. I want to be on this podcast because I'm very passionate about public transit and I want to be like a advocate for all of my Spartans. So hi, I'm Shadi Subedian. Uh, I go by she, her. Um, I'm a biological science physiology with a minor in chem and I'm a first year. Um, I wanted to be on this podcast because I always talk about my experience as a commuter and it's important that I can say it on a larger scale. Hi, my name is Sid. My pronouns are she, they. I'm a biology major, and I want to be on this podcast because I ride motorcycles, and I feel like we're a pretty neglected community. Well, thank you all for introducing yourselves, and I just have a few questions for you today to share with your fellow Spartans about your commuter experience. Um, So the first question I have for you today is, How do you commute to campus? So do you drive? Do you take light rail, the bus? Um, If there's multiple forms of transportation you take, you can kind of tell us about that too. Um, So on certain days like Mondays and Wednesdays, I usually take um, public transit, uh, namely VTA. Um, I also take the light rails depending on the, the time and traffic of the day or maybe if my bus isn't coming on time. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I would drive to campus because um, I have work in the morning and then I have night classes following that same day. All right. Cool. Shani, how about you? Um, I currently drive, uh, but because my car is an older BMW, sometimes it breaks down. So when that happens, I'll take Uber or Lyft. I either ride a motorcycle or drive a car. It kind of just depends on the weather and how awake I am at five o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So I know you all come from different areas of California. So how long is your commute on an average day? Um, And you can talk to us about, you know, a good traffic day, a bad traffic day, um, what your commute looks like coming to campus, uh, leaving campus after your work and class commitments. Um, On a good traffic day, like especially on Mondays and Wednesdays, it usually takes around 
an hour and 20 minutes to get from my house to campus. And this is with um, VTA. And um, on a certain bad day, like uh, con traffic congestions, it can take around like an hour and 40 minutes. And other factors would include would be like transferring from different buses or taking the light rail when my the actual bus I'm supposed to take was delayed. And then um, in terms of commuting to campus by car, it usually takes around uh, 20 to 30 minutes in the morning. And finding parking around at one of the garages would be around less than five minutes because I drive an EV car. Um, for me, um, my on a good day, it's about 30 minutes. Um, just from waking up, getting to school, and um, parking is probably another 10 minutes. On a bad day, it takes me about an hour, maybe an hour 30, to get from my house all the way to campus and to my class. Yeah. Um, on most days for me, it doesn't matter if motorcycle or car, it actually is about the same. It takes about an hour and a half to or from campus. And so three hours total. And um, yeah. So how long have you all been commuter students? Have you been commuting your whole time here at SJSU? Um, is this your first year commuting? Tell us a little bit about that, please. So the first two years was, um, I spent my time at a community college not too far from campus. Okay. So um, I have been commuting for four years of my life. So I'm currently commuting to campus and I still uh, plan to during my uh, last few months here. Nice. I've been commuting since I'm a first year, since August, since the beginning of this school year. So I transferred here in fall 2022 or 2020, sorry. And uh, I don't know how many semesters it's been, but it, I've been uh, commuting every time since. And do you all have plans to continue commuting um, or do you have plans to maybe move closer into the area or on campus or is that not something that you've worked out yet? Um, I'm pretty content with where I am right now. I live kind of close to campus. It doesn't take that long for me. Yeah. And um, I don't have any plans on staying um, pretty close to campus anytime soon. Uh, for me, I know that um, some of my friends are thinking of getting an apartment close to campus just for all of our conveniences. So if that happens, then I'll be closer to campus, a walking distance. But until then, I'm pretty content commuting. Ideally, I would move closer, but that's just not in the cards right now. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, so how would you describe your commute? Are there certain things that you do during your commute? Would you describe your commute as pleasant, as difficult? Um, any way that you can describe that would be, would be great. So, um, usually when I go from, to and from campus, it's, my, um, commute is, tend to be quiet, pretty quiet. I'm not the type of person who would be listening to music or a podcast on, while taking the bus or light rail, I'm pretty old school with um, what people would consider just watching or listening outside the window. And then um, when I go home from campus, it's pretty loud 
because that's like the time of day everyone is going home from either work or class. And um, when I'm driving my car, it's pretty slow in the morning. So I tend to like turn up the music when I am just waiting in traffic. And then that helps like helps me to like brighten the mood and just try to make the traffic seem like pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Making the best of your commute. Glad to hear that. Sid, how about you? Um, honestly, I think my commute is pretty boring and frustrating, but to help keep myself awake, I mainly listen to podcasts. Nice, nice. Maybe, uh, this podcast will be on your, your list to listen to on your commute, huh? Definitely. Awesome. And then how about you, Shadi? Um, for me, um, like, the best way to describe my commute is vibey. I tend to listen to music to put me in the mood for the day. If there's bad traffic, I'll listen to, like, Tokyo Drift or <laughs> any, like, hype rap that I know for the day or that I'm obsessed with. So, vibey is the right word. Cool. And our next question is advice that you would give to a new commuter student. So, Shadi, are there any podcasts or pre-made playlists that you would recommend for other commuter students? Um, one other than obviously our SJCU podcast, <laughs> I think yeah. one that I really like is called Get Real. And it's a podcast. Um, it's an English podcast. Uh, and a lot of it is about like, struggles that all of us around like the ages of like 17 or like 24 go through. And it's just really nice. It puts a lot of things into perspective. So Get Real. I'm pretty sure it's on Apple podcast and also on Spotify spotify as well so take that listen awesome well if there's any other general advice that you would give to new commuter students i would love to hear that from all of you and shoddy if you have any other advice too that would be great i would always recommend taking public transportation if possible it you lose a lot of time just commuting um, you can't study if you're driving yourself and you can't look through slides so um having someone else drive for you is super nice um so going on with that question uh answer is that well for me i usually get a little bit tired when i come home from campus so the big advice i can give to a new community student is to uh don't try to take a nap because you'll end up like missing your stop and then going back it can be hassle Oh, so you're saying not to nap on public transit, right? Yeah. Okay. So do you have any like stories about napping on public transit? Any experiences that you've heard from other students? Is yeah. there a reason that you say not to nap on the transit? Yeah. So this happened yesterday. So I was on my way um, from Allen Lock Station to uh, the Milpitas bus station. This happened because my bus was delayed and I'm already tired from... The entire day so the time i realized when i missed my stop i had to like take a different light rail that goes southbound to um the station where i'm supposed to head out and that can be like a lot of a hassle so just try to avoid taking naps when you can uh save your energy before you go to sleep or something like that uh for me since i'm uh like commuting with a car i think naps are really important <laughs> so like don't if you're a new student here or going to commute soon 
Uh, I think it's okay to have like a pillow or a blanket in the back of your car and no one's going to judge you. Nobody cares what you do. Nobody like is watching you as much as it feels like everyone is, especially as a new student. You can nap, you can watch videos in your car, you can talk to somebody in your car, you can do whatever you want. It's your car, it's your space. And if you want to like go to the gym and watch videos there or just do some stretches, like everything's okay. As long as you're comfortable with it, everyone else kind of will adapt or just not care. That's important. Yeah. Any last pieces of advice that you want to share with the commuter students? Um, I can offer two. So one way you can try to do is to set up a day where you can uh, plan your week on which day you should take um, alternative modes of transportation that could be public transit, could be biking and even walking. Mm -hmm. And then it's also important to like understand the transit system around the Bay Area. Right. So not just only in Santa Clara County, but pretty much everywhere, like around the Bay from San Francisco to San Jose, that can be like really helpful when you're trying to like try to get to and from a certain destination. Yeah, definitely plan ahead because I there has been moments where I just wake up and I think I expected to just get on the road, but there'll be an accident or a road will be closed and you kind of now I know back roads to get to campus. But if you can try like a few days of the week where you're not as busy during the week to take a different route just so you have one memorized just in case something goes wrong on the highway or um, something goes wrong on one of your back roads, you have another alternative so you're not late or that you're not missing a class or an exam. Google Maps says that there's speed traps. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good to know for our students who are driving. Thank you for letting them know that. Um, so you all have shared a lot about your commuting experiences, but what are some things that you wish other students know about being a commuter student that impacts you? So for, uh, as a commuter student, I have to take into account on how planning my day can be like a part of the daily routine I have with my um, time schedule. So waking up early is something that a lot of commuter students have been struggling and I'm kind of guilty of that myself. <laughs> and it can be a lot of a hassle mm -hmm. since um, people who are, well, since students who are living on campus can be, they can find that pretty easy um, just to walk from their class and then back to their dorms. Uh, commuting can really take up the time to like plan ahead. And then there's also like traffic you have to um, take into consideration when you're trying to get to and from campus. And then parking can be a bit troubling, mm -hmm. especially around 10 a.m. to noon. And that's a, that's like a big challenge every student has to like face when they're commuting to campus. Yeah. Anything else about the commuter experience that you want other folks to know that impact you, Shadi? Um, I think and I couldn't relate any more to like parking. If I've there's been so many moments. I park at North Garage, which is closer to like the business building on I guess the north side of campus. <laughs> so um I've never had much problems, but that's because I take early classes because personally that just works better for my schedule. So I've never had too much trouble with parking, but on the days that I am late, like after 10 p.m., 
you'll it's nearly impossible to find parking so if you can plan your day around getting here a bit earlier but after if you have classes after 2 p.m the parking lots kind of die down and there's a lot more parking especially at north garage but i know south garage is a big struggle so pick your garages <laughs> correctly motorcycles get free parking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so is there anything that SJS you could do to improve your experience as a commuter student? Are there specific recommendations that you have for a department, just the university in general, or anything else that you want to share about your experience? Without a doubt, I'm going to say safety is the biggest priority for many students because um, it can be whether driving to campus or taking public transit. Um, most of the bus stops are a little bit far, mm -hmm. especially the ones that I go on is near City Hall. So students who are taking night classes there and they need to get to like a certain bus stop tend to find it a little bit uh, scary in the nighttime. And that can be one of the things that we can bring up to the table. Yeah. As well as um, parking. Parking up North Garage can be a little bit scary at night. That's from what my friends and other colleagues have been saying. And then um, we should have like a mentorship program for commuter students. So um, new students coming into SJSU would be paired up with someone who's experienced can have uh, can have like a insight from these older students on uh, some of the advice they can give, and then just like giving them like additional feedback from their time at SJSU. Yeah, definitely hearing that safety is a concern. Sid, do you have anything that you want to bring up uh, that SJSU could do to improve your experience as a commuter? Um, I would really like to see gas subsidies only because I'm poor and gas is expensive. I'm not sure how likely that is, but it would be nice. As for uh, another thing that I'd really like to see would be like a carpool organization. Uh, so students could all who live in the same area could figure out like have a place to go to find if there's anyone else because the likelihood of somebody in my specific class living in monterey is small but the likelihood of somebody in the entire school living in monterey and having to commute here is actually pretty high right yeah so maybe a, a carpool organization um shoddy anything that sjsu could do to improve your experience as a commuter student Definitely um, what Alan was saying about safety, because I do park at North Garage and sometimes I sprint to my car and I have um, pepper spray and pepper spray, especially both male or female or whatever you identify as pepper spray is something that I feel safer with. Um, obviously to your own like, um, what's it called? To your own like ability, if you feel safe with pepper spray on you, like definitely have that. Um, but also something that like it's been hard so far um, this year on campus has been professors. I think I wish more professors would understand that just because you send an email out telling me to like get here on time or kind of like passive aggressive emails towards commuter students, I wish they would understand that I don't choose when an accident happens. I don't choose when 
the light rail breaks down. I don't choose when the bus, like something happens to the bus. So it's, it's really hard to tell me to like get here and to like be on time when I don't choose the times that things happen. So I wish more professors would understand, like, I get that there's an exam and this is your class period. And we all tried to be to our best ability to get here and to fulfill our, our responsibilities. But if you can just understand that it's not as simple as get here, I wish that would be more talked about. Because for someone who lives on campus, I'm sure you're not gonna trip on your way to campus. Maybe you'll have like a skateboard accident on your way to camp, on your way to the hall or the building. But as a commuter, if I get into a crash, I don't think I'm gonna hobble with my broken leg <laughs> to class just because I have an exam. Like I wish there was more resources for that. Yeah, more of an understanding from professors. I get that. Thank you so much everyone for answering the questions that I had for you. Now I just wanna open the floor for you to share anything else that you think would be relevant for other commuter students, things that you want non-commuter students to know about the commuting experience. The, the floor is yours just to share with other students. I think mental health is something that not only people need to understand about commuting, but also um, the commuters themselves need to prioritize their mental health. Because um, personally, like if there's a really bad traffic day and I'm already tired, and just like things aren't going good that week i have there's been many many times that i literally am driving while like sobbing out of like frustration and out of like anger that like oh i didn't wake up early but i didn't control that or like things like that so it's okay to cry <laughs> if you're a commuter like just have some like tissues in your car or something like that helps you like mentally but it's okay to cry it's okay to like scream in your car. It's okay to scream on your bike. It's okay to scream on your motorcycle. It's okay. Just like, and if one day you need to just email your professor and be like, I'm doing really bad mentally and I just need to stay home for today. If there's anything that I missed, could you please like send it my way other than obviously an exam? Like, don't be afraid to do that because there's been moments where I just email the professor and being like, if I come in, I might sob in your class. So can I please stay home and you can send me like the things I need, like I'll make it up. And 99% of the time they understand um, they'll accept it, but just give them like a 24 hour, 48 hour notice. But it's okay if it's just like, it just happened and you just need to email as well. I disagree. Don't cry while you're driving <laughs> only because it makes it harder to see the yeah. road. <laughs> please look at the road. Other than when you're looking at the road, if you're like in a traffic jam, like a few tears. Okay. Yeah, tears are good. Tears no, are okay. Not sobbing. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sob. So I heard you you brought up the the motorcycle thing, and I know we've got a motorcycle rider here. So is there anything unique to your commuting experience that you want to share with students? You know, we don't see a lot of motorcycle riders mm -hmm. here at SJSU, and and you shared that the motorcycle commuting population might be a little bit forgotten about. So the the time is yours to you know kind of amplify that voice the worst part about being a motorcycle commuter is not having anywhere to put your helmet you take it to your class and then everyone looks at you like you're the not good person because you have to put it on the table or you have to find a corner in the middle of the lab and that's really annoying because it's not like 
you it's not easy and helmets are expensive it, at least the good ones are it's not easy to be able to just trust that nobody will knock it off your bike so the best thing advice i can give for that is actually just get one of those really long bike locks and uh, lock your helmet to your motorcycle but always wear gear because losing skin hurts and i know this wear your gear so wearing the gear is helpful. Are there any other, you know, things about commuting via a motorcycle that made you nervous at first? Was it easy to start commuting with your motorcycle or was that a scary experience for you? At first it was scary just because I've known people who, or actually my mother, she ended up breaking her bone by sheer force of will. Her muscles were so strong. She snapped her own bone. So she's crazy, but um, holding up her motorcycle because somebody saw her cutting through and um, because it's illegal in California. And if you look at the studies from Berkeley, it's actually safer for motorcyclists to split traffic. Um, anyway, somebody didn't like that she was going faster than them in the morning and they went right in front of her, cut her off and uh, on purpose. We did actually find out who that guy was, thank God. But yeah, that's that's a pretty scary thought. Fortunately, um, it seems for me that m most people are pretty accepting, especially going through Gilroy and Morgan Hill. There's a fairly large motorcycle community there. Mm -hmm. So people understand that we're just trying to get to the place and we're we are preventing them from having another car in front of them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's definitely something that you have to mentally get over. So knowing that going through Gilroy and Morgan Hill is a little bit more friendly mm -hmm. um, for motorcyclists, do you tend to alter your route that you take to campus to feel more comfortable? Or is that the, the route that you take anyway? That That's the route I take anyway, okay. unfortunately. Yeah. Well, well, then that's good. Anything else that you all want to share uh, with the students? Um, as a cyclist on the cycling team at SJSU, and like um, not a frequent cyc not like a frequent cyclist commuter. I tend to find like cyc people um biking to campus can be uh can be like an issue because I've seen this uh firsthand personally a couple weeks ago that someone got into the got into one of the bike enclosures and then they took um they stole a bike just by climbing through the fence. And this happened, this all happened to be one of my teammates' bike he owns. He only had it for two days and then it was just gone. Oh no. So um, one thing I would like to see is to bring up more security preventive measures to help um, students and employees to keep their bikes safer. And then uh, commuting to campus by a bike can be a little bit scary, especially going to downtown. Some of the roads are not accessible by um, bikes. There's no bike dedicated lane. So the only way that I can think of that is like safer for to get to campus would be taking a short route. I, I typically take Guadalupe Creek Trail since it's like it's friendly for pedestrians and cyclists. But going that route tends to be a little bit longer from where I live. So if there was like a way for um, SJSU to have like more
bike dedicated rims that would be very nice for us cyclists and taking um installing like more security cameras to enclosures would really help us know who would try to steal um our bikes and then uh, also prevent any other um thefts from happening again yeah another safety and security issue you're bringing up thank you so much alan so Shadi, you talked earlier a little bit about the mental health impact of commuting. Can you talk a little bit more about that, dig a little bit deeper, if, if you could, please? Yeah. So I think a big part about commuting that a lot of people don't understand, like especially my friends who live on campus or my friends who don't even go to this school, um, they talk a lot about how they miss home. And I'll say that I also miss being home and with my family. And they get kind of confused about that because they don't really – they 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 always tell me they're like oh but you're at home you get to see your family all the time but i spend the maj- like i'm here from 7am sometimes until on a finals day or a midterm day until 11pm and my mom and my sister who also live with me at home have lives as well so they have work they go to the gym they have their friends they have other family members that they go see so probably other than maybe Sundays and maybe some Saturdays, I don't see my family very often. And I, this is a thing for a lot of commuter students is you see, yeah, you live at home or around your household, but you don't see your family. And it's just as taxing to be completely away from your family, whether it's like cities or states to live on campus. It's almost worse because you have the ability to see them for like five minutes, but those five minutes is kind of like the best way I can describe it is like teasing you. Like you could have, you could have spent more time with your family. If you didn't have this class, you could have spent more time with your family. If you didn't have to study for this and it almost sucks more than being completely away from them. So acknowledging for people who live on campus and other people who are trying to understand commuters is that, we have a lot of like extra stress because we still want to attend attend to our family and give them like love and affection, but we don't have the ability to do so also. So I think that's a big thing that personally I dealt with and I know a lot of other commuters also have dealt with. I think the inverse is true as well. Um, because I come home, my family thinks that I have more free time mm. or they don't recognize my school life as being as important as it is I still have doesn't matter what every day I have to wake up by five I have six dogs to feed I have three cats to feed and I have to be back Mm -hmm. at a certain time because I have to make sure everyone goes to their vet appointments and I have to uh, to do a lot of traveling for my mother as well just because you see me does not mean I'm actually truly available and that's, I think, a problem for some commuters, too, because just your family isn't always supportive when they see you all the time. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're fine. It's not true. There's a lot of, like, responsibilities that people who live on campus or close to campus don't go through. It's just it's really taxing for one when you don't see your family a lot and then when you do see your family a lot. So it's acknowledging that you're going through the struggles or that you might go through the struggles and like mentally preparing yourself if you're going to be a commuter student is important because it's a lot and it takes time to get used to. And I'm still not used to it. I'm still only in my second semester. So I don't think I'll be used to it for a little more time. Right. Thank you for sharing that with us. 
And there was one more topic that I wanted to bring up. Um, you know, we're still on our way out of this pandemic and a lot of things changed over the last two years, the modality in which we learned, the way in which programs were offered. So how did the pandemic impact your commuting experience? Was being hybrid easier for you? Um, did you struggle to learn from home? If you could touch on your your experience being a commuter student doing, during the pandemic, that would be great. Um, personally, first semester, we were still hybrid. Uh, fall 2021, fall semester, we were still basically hybrid. So coming for my first semester, there was so much parking. And I never understood who my older like family friends and cousins who would say like, oh, get here on time, like there's no parking. I would kind of like call their bluff and just say that they were lying to me. But this semester when we're mostly back, all of us are in person. Um, it's so hard to find parking. And it was kind of like, I don't want to say a slap in the face, but kind of a slap in the face that like, oh, like this is actually a struggle and my family members and family friends weren't lying to me. So, But this is a North Garage thing, right? Because I don't have this no, problem. No, this is not a North This is not, this North Garage is a safe haven. North you, Garage is good. But you also said North Garage is scary. So how North, was okay. it good? North Garage is good in the daylight. Okay. okay. In the nighttime, North Garage seems like a layer like a vampire, it will come out from a corner <laughs> and drag you into the depths of the shadows and you'll never see like anybody ever again. But for like South is South is big, but there's like no space. Okay. It's so tiny and it's impossible to get up to the top floor to like get parking. West Garage is a lot smaller. I think it's only three floors and maybe four floors. It's four floors. Four floors. Four, yeah. And like it's also tiny as well and it fills up pretty quickly especially since the bottom first half of the floor is like um employee parking as well so um though that's the problem with those garages but north garage there's always going to be some sort of space in the daytime is amazing at nighttime i would rather be anywhere else than is, north garage does it not like have lights or something no there's Why? no lights okay. and the stairs, the elevator doesn't work. And it seems like a spaceship that's going to break down <laughs> on you. Don't right. like ugh, North Garage. You'll know. You'll know. You'll only know if you see it. So bring a, bring a friend to walk to the North Garage at night. And if you don't have us. a friend, get on a phone call or just sprint. It's okay to <laughs> run. Like everyone makes fun of people who run. Who's going to get there safe? The person who's running? <laughs> And sprinting to their car or the person that's strolling along pretending like they're not scared. Right. Always got to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, yeah. As for South Garage, shout out to the guy who has a Ninja 636 that is always in the corner and I see it. It's beautiful. You're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of nice cars on campus. Yeah. So you all shared a lot about your commute to campus and how you actually get here. But are there any resources that you would like to see implemented on campus for when you actually get here? Uh, oh, okay. Um, so one thing I would like to see um, is to have a on-campus lounge for commuter students. Uh, I noticed that there's like an abandoned uh, hall that is across the student involvement center. There's like a black screen. So I was thinking like maybe we can use that existing uh, room that is dedicated for commute students since it's nearby the uh, food courts and that's something that students can try to take advantage of and i'd like to see like like a bike on campus repair shop especially for students or employees who commute 
through cycling, through bikes. And um, in addition to that, maybe like a dedicated area for students to like sleep whenever they're tired or like feel burned out. Yeah, definitely. Any other resources that you folks want to see on campus for commuter students? This is going to sound insane, but I'd really love to see valet. Mainly because some of y'all are wonky parkers <laughs> and just taking up more space than you need to. And just, we don't even have to deal with that with valet. This would be great. Shadi, how about you? I think the lounge is really important. And also parking. So much of you guys need to practice parking before you get to SJSU. Because I've had moments where I've gotten sticky notes and put it on cars and like park better. Because it's just, there's already so much limited space to parking. Just please park correctly. And the for the lounge area, I think, especially for somebody like Sid over here who like has motorcycles where we can have like designated areas to put like our stuff or like just things that normally people would put in a dorm that you still need around you when you're like going by, like say like medication that you don't want to carry, but you maybe need is like important and also just a place to just like sometimes you don't want to be in the library sometimes you don't want to be in the gym and so you just want like an area to just sit a lounge would be really important and just so you can meet other commuters too like say for like somehow you find like a carpool because you met somebody in the lounge and you can talk to is like important and I think it'll make the community better and I hope that our school can consider or I'd hope they would more than consider to create something like that, just because there's such a big population of us, um, more than I think others like to realize that commute, uh, whether they live close or really far away, and having a space is important just for any community. And we're also a community, a big community on campus. So I hope the school considers it. Great, Alan, Shadi, Sid, is there any last um, thing that you would like to share on our podcast? Um, uh yeah so so to all the fellow spartans it's always best to take alternative modes of transportation uh, transportation you're doing a lot of good for not just everyone on campus but just the entire world in general yeah uh motorcycles are cool my very first motorcycle got 77 miles to the gallon so think about that with those prices <laughs> and i think it's uh, important to realize that college, especially for newer students that are probably listening to this, it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to like, it's okay to not be okay. <laughs> and as a commuter, I think you need to, you have a lot of responsibility on your shoulder and it's okay to talk to people as well. Like if you just need to talk to your friends or somebody else, because you're doing a lot and college is a lot and just take the time to realize that you've made it this far and you can make it farther too. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you all so much for being here and for answering the questions that we had for you and for sharing your experiences on our Commuter Week podcast. Your voices are very important. So um, again, we appreciate you, you know, sharing your experiences and making your voices heard. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. back and we have another special guest with us today. We are joined by Tiffany from Associated Students Transportation Solutions. Tiffany, if you'd like to go ahead and introduce yourself to the students, that would be greatly appreciated. 
Hi, everyone. Yeah, I am Tiffany Rodriguez. I am the manager of AS Transportation Solutions, and I started with AS um, 13, going on 14 years ago when I was a student, and since then I worked my way up, and now I'm managing the department. That's awesome. So we had a group of students on the podcast with us earlier talking about their experiences as commuter students and, you know, how they get to campus and the resources that they would like to see once they get to campus. Um, and I know that your department provides a lot of solutions for our students in terms of the problems that they face with their commute. But can you tell me the difference between what you do um, and maybe what parking services does? Yeah, so our department uh, manages and oversees all of the sustainable transportation options that are available to the campus. Um, and those include both for students and employees and faculty. And parking services is under the university, which we're under Associated Students Student Government. And parking services handles all of the parking permits, they do carpool permits, and then they also handle all the EV charging stations. Right. So if I had a question regarding a parking lot or the charging station, I wouldn't come to you. I would go to another department on campus, correct? Correct. Exactly. Awesome. So I know you said you oversee a lot of the sustainable transportation resources. Can you tell me a little bit more about the mass transit resources that you share with students? Yeah. So one of the largest programs we have at the university is the VTA Smart Pass program. And the Smart Pass actually provides students unlimited rides on VTA bus and light rail and Santa Clara County Transit. Um, and it's also available to employees as well. But students, um, they only need to pay $3 for the uh, Clipper card. And um, if students don't live near a VTA stop, um, they can also park for free at some of VTA's park and ride lots, and then they can take um, the bus or light rail to campus. So it's still a great resource, even if they don't live near the, the VTA. Yeah, that does sound great. And for folks who have accessibility issues, is there any type of paratransit, or can they also utilize the same resources as those who are able-bodied at this time? So for the VTA bus, um, students that are in a wheelchair, you can also take the bus there. Um, I take the bus myself. I commute into work every day taking uh, 23. Um, but for other individuals that might have a different um, accessibility issue, there is also VTA paratransit that they can access. Awesome. So. For students who bike uh, to campus, do you have any recommendations or, um, you know, any information that you would like to share with those folks? Yeah, so biking is a great resource um, for students to get to campus. Um, we do operate the six bicycle enclosures that are located throughout the campus. Students can get access to those enclosures by filling out a application on our website. It's $15 and it's good for as long as they're enrolled. Um, additionally, um, for those who don't want to bring their personal bikes to campus, they can also access the bike sharing, which is the Bay Wheels. There are several locations uh, throughout the city and students are able to get a discounted annual membership. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they just rent out a bike from one of these stations and they can return it to any other station. Cool. So you shared a little bit about the bike share program, but is there anything for our students that have vehicles? Is there a car sharing program or any type of um, carpooling? 
Yeah, so um, there is a partnership that we have with Zipcar, mm-hmm. and they are a car sharing service. So students um, that don't have a car, and primarily if they live on housing, or even if they commute into campus by bus or light rail and they need to get access to a car, they can sign up for a membership through Zipcar. Um, it's a discounted annual membership that they get and they can rent out cars for as low as $8 an hour. There are cars on campus and then there are locations that are within walking distance of campus and they have several locations all throughout the United States. Um, so they only need to be 18 years old with a valid driver's license Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, it covers gas mileage and insurance in the hourly rate. That must be super helpful for students who don't have cars on campus or for students who live in the San Jose community and walk or roll to campus. Um, So for students who are living, you know, in the direct San Jose area and are walking and rolling to campus, do you have any advice or resources for them? So, um, you know, there are a large population of students that um, do walk skate or use scooters and you know um, a lot of e-scooters are pretty popular now Mm -hmm. and it is a new mobility option that's you know come into play within the last uh, couple of years and you know there are um, a lot of technology now that helps making these makes these scooters more safe for people to ride so they have technology where they don't allow them to ride on the sidewalk they're not allowed to park in certain areas um, that are unsafe and are not designated parking areas. And then they are also have a geofencing around the university. So they're not actually able to come into the campus mm-hmm. um, because before um, there was an issue where they were getting dropped all over campus and it was causing a lot of issues for pedestrians or individuals with accessibility issues. Right. So you shared with us a little bit about the transit resources, um, a little bit about um, the bike share program, zip cars, and then resources for students who are biking and walking to campus. Now, some of our students that were on the podcast with us earlier shared some safety concerns that they had regarding, you know, walking back to their car after classes. So for students that are uneasy about, you know, walking around campus alone at night um, after their classes when they get out of work, does SJSU offer anything to Um, make those students feel a little bit more safe. Yeah, so there are, um, for transit riders, um, there is something called the transit app. Um, It's actually a trip planning um, app that also tells you when the bus will be arriving. So it's a great resource. That way you can track when your bus is going to come before you actually leave. So you don't have to be out there standing in the dark and waiting for your bus to come in the next 30 minutes, or if the bus skips, wait for the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's helpful to know actually when you need to leave your office or your study room or whatnot. And then in addition to that, there is a Spartan Safe Ride program that's operated through UPD. So um, that extends, I believe, um, about two miles outside of campus. So students, if they need to get access to that, they can um, call um, UPD or they can hit one of the blue poles and request a ride. Um, and then additionally, they have an escort program. So if students want to get across campus or if maybe they're by the library and they need to get to um, the parking garage, they can actually contact UPD to get an escort for that as well. 
Um, and then something else that we're looking to bring is an emergency ride home program. Wow. Um, something that we would potentially partner with a third-party vendor that would allow students to either um, get credits through maybe um, a Lyft ride or something like that um, that would make it also more safe for them to travel at night. That's awesome. Um, thank you for sharing that resource with our students, especially the safe ride. Um, so for students, again, who, who bike to campus, um, there was a concern brought up about uh, the bike enclosures that are placed around campus. So can you speak a little bit about um, Associated Students' plan to make those a little bit more safe? Yeah, so um, there is the open racks that students can park in and then the enclosures that I mentioned that provides a little bit more security. Uh, the enclosures are for daily use um, and primarily for commuters. Uh, they're the only theft that we typically see, which is very rare, is when bikes are left overnight or after dark. But we know with the time change, you know, things get dark around 5, 30, 6 o'clock at times of the year. So what we are looking to do is to improve the security of those enclosures, um, maybe by providing a covering for them. Um, so that people are not able to get into the enclosures unless they have a key mm -hmm. and, for, and improve the camera security as well. Great. And for folks who, you know, are riding their bikes to campus and they pop a tire on the way or their chain falls off, um, I know Associated Students at one point offered uh, bike repair kits, um, but those have gone away. So can you talk a little bit about why and the, the plans to potentially bring those back? Yeah, so a few years ago, um, we did see this as a need on campus, and we installed fix-it stations on campus. Unfortunately, because we are an open campus in the downtown area, we had a lot of issues with theft and the tools getting stolen. Um, so it just didn't seem like an economic, um, economically responsible for us to continue to repair those. Um, there are several bike repair shops located close to campus within walking distance. However, we understand that the convenience is important for students to have access to that on campus. Um, some ideas that have been brought up is an on-campus bike repair shop. I know that other campuses have that. Um, so, you know, these are conversations that I bring up in my meetings with relating to the campus master plan and other leadership meetings um, when talking about the needs of our students. It's really great that you've taken time to, you know, have meetings with these upper level leadership positions um, to talk about transit and the, the issues that commuter students might be facing on our campus. So the culture of transit on our campus is starting to shift. Um, so upper level administrators are now including these conversations more frequently into their planning processes. Can you talk to us about the shift in that culture and how students can get involved in conversations regarding transit, not only in the SJSU community, but in the greater San Jose community? Yeah, so um, the conversation around transportation, specifically sustainable transportation, has really grown in the last several years. Um, there's a lot of new initiatives in the greater Bay Area um, and also the conversations that are becoming more relevant to the university. Uh, you know, for a long time, what was primarily focused on was um, food and home insecurity, which are definitely major pillars that impact student success, but mm -hmm. also transportation and how students get here need to be equally as important and equally as much of a priority for the university. Yeah. So, um, you know, something that we are going to be embarking on is a, a transportation mobility plan, which will be the first 
plan ever that the university will do. It's going to be, um, you know, under associated students and we will be partnering with the university to do this plan and it will be integrated with the ongoing campus master plan. Um, additionally, um, you know, there are a lot of things happening in San Jose, specifically in the downtown area. Mm -hmm. um, the Duridon station, there's huge plans to make that a major transit hub, even more than what is already existing. Um, a lot of downtown bike improvements for bike lanes um, and making the streets really multimodal, like you talked about for people with um, accessibility issues, walking, scooters, biking. Um, and, you know, the... San Jose, the city of San Jose is constantly looking for feedback from the campus community. That's something that I share out to the campus with campus leaders. And, you know, we try to get students involved as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, there's uh, even greater initiatives um, such as, you know, a more integrated Bay Area transit network. So currently there are 27 different transit agencies that operate in the Bay Area, wow. and they pretty much all operate independently. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of issues with, you know, scheduling, coordination, fair integration, um, that really makes it difficult on the commuter and the user. Right. So um, a huge initiative is making the um, system more integrated. So there are a lot of bills that are, you know, being presented and a lot of um, advocacy that's um, going on from a lot of transit groups to make this happen. And that's something I'm involved in a lot. Um, this involves writing letters and also attending public meetings and, you know, really advocating on behalf of not only the university, but also trying to get students to get involved to attend these public meetings to share their stories right. um, and let them know why it's important for them to um, make this change. So the goal of this integrated transit network is to make the schedules more coordinated, make the fares more coordinated, and have something that is more equitable and affordable for the customer and really focus on the customer experience. That's great. And, you know, the student voice is, the student voice is so important. So we want to make sure that we're providing opportunities for students to get involved, to make their voice heard. Um, this podcast was a great example. And then all of the opportunities that you brought up were great as well. Um, are there any other services or resources that Associated Students Transportation Solutions offer that you want to highlight right now for this podcast? Yeah, so in addition to the VTA Smart Pass, which uh, covers Santa Clara County, we also have uh, regional transit discounts available for the Highway uh, 17 Express, which goes from Santa Cruz to San Jose. And then we also have a partnership with ACE, which is the Altamont Corridor Express train, which goes from San Jose to um, the Stockton area. Um, those are the discounts that we offer through our partnerships um, under SJSU. But, you know, because of the pandemic, there's a lot of other discounts that transit agencies are offering on their own to, um, you know, gain back ridership. So. I know a lot of students want discounts on Caltrain. Um, Caltrain is currently offering 20% off of their monthly passes through June of 2023. Um, and additionally, um, like I mentioned, the initiative about making a more integrated transit network for the Bay Area, um, we are working to have a pilot program for a Go Anywhere pass. Um, so this is specifically part of their study to see 
how this would impact and improve ridership. Mm -hmm. So this is becoming available to college institutions and we are gonna be participating. So you've shared with us a lot of services, resources, and solutions, but are there any areas of commuter life that we haven't touched on that you're looking to really improve on in the future? Yeah, so uh, one of the students mentioned carpooling, um, and that is definitely an area that we need to improve upon. Um, right now, we don't have a, sh a strong carpool matching system. The only carpool service that we currently use is Waze Carpool, which is a more on-demand solution. So you can schedule your rides the day before, or you know, if you have your schedule, you can do it for the week. Um, and there is an SJSU group that you can get added to. However, it's a critical mass that we don't have. So a lot of people don't get matched with other SJSU students because there's not a lot of people utilizing it. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something that we need to, um, we need to bring into the resources that we're currently offering. Definitely. And why should non-commuters, faculty, staff, and students care about, quote, commuter topics like transit and transportation and bike lanes, um, because we know that these topics can apply to those folks, but why should they care? Well, um, you know, everybody's situation changes from semester to semester, especially for students, um, particularly right now, um, housing students can use a lot of our resources and they do, um, especially like car sharing, bike sharing to get around. The VTA Smart Pass is heavily utilized among them but also because eventually they will move out of housing or they might move away from a nearby campus and they are going to need to know about the resources that are available to them. And same with employees and faculty as well. And also, um, you know, just looking at more sustainable transportation use is really important, I think, for the campus um, you know, community and in general because of the climate uh, crisis that we're currently in. So, you know, the more people that use sustainable transportation options, um, the better for the environment, but also because we know that parking is a problem on campus, um, especially uh, when everybody is back on campus, like pre-pandemic, it was a major issue that impacts student success here. Um, and the more uh, parking that we can free up the more that people can access it who need it because we know that not everybody can take public transit because they might have you know kids they have to drop off or other responsibilities that it's not an option for them but the more people that we can encourage to take sustainable transportation and other modalities um, the better it is for them as well definitely and you know our students thought it was important enough to come here and share you know their thoughts with us why is this topic so important to you personally well, because I am a transit rider myself, um, I take, like I said, the bus 23 to campus. And it is important for me, for us to address these issues to make it better for students to utilize public transit. And also I have heard several times the safety concern, which is close to my heart because, you know, I'm a vulnerable, a quote unquote, vulnerable person to be taking transit because I'm a female. Um, and I know that that is a major issue for everyone on campus, but particularly our vulnerable communities. And um, I want to make it safe for students. I know it's a challenge because we live in a downtown area. So that's what's so important to me, to make sure that it's accessible, affordable, and safe for our people.
So if students want to find out more information about the services you offer, could you share with them um, your website or social media information? Yeah, so um, they can always email us at transportation at sjsu.edu, or they can visit our website at ts.sjsu.edu. And our Instagram is ts underscore sjsu. And how about the Mosaic Cross-Cultural Center? Hello, this is Jace. I'm the editor. Um, you can find um, Mosaic at SJSU Mosaic on Instagram, and I'll pass it back. And to find more information on the services offered by Student Involvement and the Commuter Appreciation Week, you can go to sjsu.edu slash get involved or at wow, W-O-W-S-J-S-U on Instagram. Okay, and we're back with some extra credit content that we forgot to include in the original part of the podcast. So, um, as one of the students mentioned earlier, um, the bank storage uh, or the area across from student involvement with the blacked out windows is already being repurposed. Um, and you should stay tuned for more information on what that is going to turn into. And also, student involvement offers free commuter lockers every semester. Um, so this opportunity is marketed through the student involvement newsletter and on student involvement social media. And students are selected to have a commuter locker through a random draw. So again, free semesterly commuter lockers done through a random draw. And then... Uh, for students who are not aware of the transit options that are available to them, Transportation Solutions actually sends out emails at the start of each semester to um, individuals who live along transit routes that they could take to get to campus. So make sure that you keep uh, an eye out for those emails from Transportation Solutions um, when you are planning your commute to campus. Okay, so that's it. For real.